Welcome to the Cars Guide Garage with me, uh, Richard. Hello. And Mitch. G'day. Today, we're going to talk about a substantial collection of Porsche's finest and a ludicrously luxurious limousine. So stay with us. But first, must watch. All right, so just to cover the highlights, and they're reasonably brief but high, um, this week Elon appeared on the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, which is a podcast, and according to PodTrack, it's the third most downloaded podcast in the US. How's the second, right? Oh, well, <laughs> not in the US. Not in the I US. Think, not uh, just that's yet. more a global number, right. but, <laughs> but his globally is one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Mm. So um, Elon proceeded to smoke what Rogan claimed to be marijuana and drank scotch in a two-hour conversation. He talked about electric planes, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but no matter what was said, the highlight was the pot, right? Yeah. Uh, the fact that he was... Um, Smoking a doobie just yep. on, a, on a very high-profile podcast. Gabrielle Toledano, Tesla's chief people officer, will not be coming back after leave of absence. And Tesla's chief accounting officer, Dave Morton, announced his resignation due to, quote, the level of public attention placed on the company. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Cue another executive reshuffle, uh, which happened during the week. Next, please. Yeah. So <laughs> don't anybody mention deck chairs on any ocean liner of any description. And then... <laughs> The Tesla Model 3 tracker through the Bloomberg resource oh, yeah. that we've been looking at consistently on the way through. What's it at? Down. Cool. Under 3,500 Model 3s this week. Three, Seen four, a bit eight, of a six. trend there. It is. It's heading down. <laughs> they came up to the 5,000 mark. All great, all good. Now it's on a downward trend. Mm. So that's more than 1,000 down on last week and three weeks Ooh. in a row under 5,000. Wow. So next week's going to be really, really interesting to see where that goes. Well, if, if Elon's smoking pot and he's actually building cars, yeah. like, what's the quality going to be Well, look, like? we you already had the odd the... interior with one yeah, door car. Exactly. <laughs> might just get a Model S with a Model 3 front on it or something. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Great. Who knows? Model X with two front yeah. grills. That's, yeah. A push-me-pull-you Model <laughs> X. That'd be all right. Yeah. yeah. I'd like that. Okay, so we'll watch what's coming out of the wedding marquee and we'll watch uh, the numbers overall. Can't Excellent. wait till they get into the hundreds. Hundreds? Yeah, yeah maybe. Down Who to the knows? Tens, yeah. Now, speaking of hundreds, Mitch, yes. that's a great, great segue because during the week, actually it was on Sunday, Sunday yes. last weekend, you attended a pretty interesting little festival in Sydney's yes. southern suburbs. Give us the highlights. So, um, for you who don't know, Porsche currently celebrating 70 years. So I popped down to Cronulla and they had a massive Porsche meet and it was said that it was supposed to be over 200 cars there and there was, well, well over 200 cars. <laughs> like There was at least probably like 300 cars there because it was just rows and rows and rows of Porsches. So did that feel like there were 200 that were expected to be there and yeah. then a lot of people turned up in their yeah. Porsches? Well, it was funny, like... There were Porsches like parked just in the streets of people going to see the Porsches, yeah. but they weren't actually right. like showing their own so cars it off. It was the show on the streets around the show. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah great. so pretty much every model was kind of on display there, representing like you had obviously 911s, you had 914s, 924s, 944s, 928s, uh, Caymans, Boxsters, and the SUVs offerings at the moment. Um, 
Oh, but, there would have been hundreds of KNs as well, I'm actually, sure. Actually, no, there oh, yeah. wasn't. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Interesting. This was more of an enthusiast <laughs> gathering, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there was McCann's? a... Yeah. Mc, oh, there was... Machan? Machan. I think there was about two there. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Little I actually remember of one of the announcers trying to bring attention to the McCann. He's like, oh, here's the McCann. And, it's, and no one really cared. <laughs> okay, good. So what was the most represented model, do you reckon? Oh, that is a If you just one. went, there were most 911s? Nine, yeah, well, obviously 911s. Okay. Probably, uh, yeah, the uh, I'm not up to 100% up to date with the model coding, but one of the previous generation. Earlier ones? Yeah. Yeah, the air-cooled air numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In yeah. that generation, pre-kind yeah. of 90s? Yeah there, yeah, there was a handful of there. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised there was quite a handful of like 924s and 928s as well. Yeah. I remember just walking around the corner, I'm just like, ah, oh yeah, there's lots a of 928s. That's yeah. an underappreciated car, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Front engine V8, um, but yeah, some of the standouts were there. There was two um, gorgeous Porsche three five sixes, Speedsters as well, yep. wow. black matching, and they were gorgeous to look at. I've seen one maybe on the streets, and I've never had a proper look at them close up. And yep. just looking at them and admiring, it's just like. You have just aged beautifully. Yeah, there's one, they're a pretty car, aren't they? And yeah. the speedster's so delicate. Um, mm. And I had a look at the pics, and for YouTube viewer slash listeners, we'll have some pics that Mitch grabbed when he was there. Mm. But one of them looks to me like it might have been Ron Goodman, who runs a very high-end uh, paint and panel right. business in Granville. He's got all the ticks of approval from the high-end brands to do their rectification work yeah. and happens to be a Porsche nut. And he's got a lot of three five sixes. In fact, he races three five sixes, outlaw three five sixes in the states, Charles. and all that stuff. But it looks to me like um, one of his cars. So, be interesting Good if anyone's chance. watching on YouTube and knows his particular cars, let us know because mm. uh, it'd be great. But mm. yeah, they're very, very pretty. Yeah. Uh, another standout was there was a Carrera GT there. So yeah, that right. V ten uh, powered supercar from two thousand and five. It's in I the mid noughties. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There was one there and. I remember the guy talking about it, and apparently you can't register them here in Australia. Left-hand drive, oh, yeah, all that true stuff. That. I, I, it yeah. would probably be too new as a left-hand yeah. drive. I think you can get away with left-hand drive for way older cars. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. and so he's just like, oh, yeah, I, everywhere I take it, I've got to put it on the back of the truck. truck. I'm just like, oh, of course you've got a truck to show it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And was it a fancy truck? I would, didn't see the truck. Would have been. Would have been. Would yeah. Have been. Mm. yeah, I Absolutely. suppose. Could have been interior. probably a Porsche truck. Porsche truck. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I think the traditional, the, the Porsche workshop truck of choice was always a combi. It was a, yeah. oh, okay. yeah, you was. know, like an old splitty or something it's, it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Porsche down the side of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Anyway, I'm this. sure it wasn't that, but mm. anyway, oh. good on him. But yeah. Mm. And um, oh, I also remember just going through one of the rows of cars and it's like, yeah, you got 911, 911 Turbo, GT3 RS, Fiat. 500 Porsche 911. Right. So yeah. it was just happened to be parked there. Yeah, it was just been abandoned. Yeah. Well, it was like yeah. it was in like just a massive park. It was a very confused yeah. Porsche enthusiast <laughs> yeah. who was sold yeah. an absolute yeah. pub. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a Porsche. It's a Porsche. It's a Porsche. <laughs> yeah. It looks a bit like a Fiat. A, yeah. No, no. It's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a Porsche. <laughs> you know, forget those Fiat badges. And a tractor. Right, yes, which of course calls out Porsche's history uh, in yeah. the similar way to Lamborghini. Yeah, I yes. thought Lambo's only made tractors. Well, there you but go. Apparently I've ridden that tractor. It uh, was at MotorX this year, and uh, oh. I uh, yeah got up on it. I, I I asked if I could. Oh, 
Yeah. So yeah. Did you actually drive? Well, it? he thought I was. He thought he was talking about my son. Three <laughs> who wanted to ride. The and he goes, Do you want to get up? And I'm like, Yeah. As he and pushes I've, his own I've son jumped aside. Up and Ed, he's like, Oh, I meant the little one, but okay. I was already in the seat. <laughs> was there a plow on the back or something? You know, you could get some furrows and plant some stuff. No, some kind of sprayer. I don't think it had ever seen any agricultural use. Actually. Yeah, I, I, it's been on display in yeah. a, a dealership that I drive past mm. a lot. Yeah, and I think it yeah. must be doing the rounds of yeah. different Porsche yeah. centers and things. Yeah. It looks terrific. It does. Yeah. You know, as tractors go, it's an. I want to say, what would it be? World War Two style, it's pretty something old. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And the GT3 RS yes, was in a resplendent shade of toxic shock green, or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of. It's funny where they had that. Like honestly, it was only a handful of meters away from a basketball court where people were playing basketball. basketball. So I was just like, hmm, mm. that's kind of a bit risky. Were they Porsche enthusiast basketballers, or they just? Oh, I think to they be were playing just, a bit of half court. Yeah, just some people that come down from <laughs> off the roads to say, all right, time to hit the courts. It was in the Cronulla, Sutherland Shire. Yes. Wasn't it? In the Shire. Yeah, that. We're, near God, Cronulla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. God's country, right? God's country, right? Yeah. yeah. Not and, if you ask me. And so, not only the 928s, but the, you were saying there were 924s, and so that whole front yeah. engine rear drive thing was reasonably mm. well represented. Yeah, there was one dressed up as Lightning McQueen, too. What? <laughs> yeah. A Porsche 924. <laughs> yeah. As Lightning, well, yeah. I suppose. But there's a Porsche in Cars, the movie that's... A Porsche. Oh. There is. It's his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The right. lawyer. But not a nice Sally or whatever her yeah. name was. So why why dress Lightning McQueen? Up that, that was off. a it was a fried egg uh, 996, 911, yeah, the one with yeah. the funny that's headlights. Right, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, I don't know. You anyway. ask the owner. <laughs> I'm sorry. She so this was. is what happens yeah. when car guys start talking about <laughs> like the intricacies of a movie. Like, get it right. Anyway. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The, who was the um, guy that uh, Michael Caine voiced? What was his character? The, oh, the agent. Yes. And everyone gets that oh. car wrong. I don't even know what it is. I mean, everybody wants to say an Aston Martin DB5, don't they? Or yeah. some kind of other BMW-y thing. Yes. I don't know what it is. Let us know. It's generic. Listeners, viewers, tell us what Please it is. Because I'm sure it's been sold online a thousand uh-huh. times over, but... Mm. Um, I'm a bit cloudy on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Our um, car's knowledge isn't up to date. <laughs> right. Awesome movie, though, I've got yeah, to say. Yeah. yeah. Love the uh, awesome. Frosty uh, cameo in number two. Hey, oh, that's yes, true. that's right. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty handy on the banking. There's a, yeah, there was a Winton. It was slightly yeah. out of focus. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a dodgy kind of uh, product placement deal. That's right. Um, that went a bit sour. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it got a bit of screen time, Still which I think is great for the brand. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Definitely. definitely. All right, and look, speaking of Frosty and speaking of Winton, it's time for a word from our loyal sponsor. In 1914, two Aussie visionaries decided it was time for a new kind of car. After meeting face down on the floor of the Bridge Hotel in the Tuca, mates Ern Alcock and Horry Wheeler began working on their dream, and three years later the Winton Motor Company was born. Our founders knew Australians needed a rugged car for tough local conditions, with no-nonsense performance and breakthrough design. Their first production model, the 15, known to Winton enthusiasts the world over as the Mongo, was an unstoppable 15-cylinder force of nature which set the benchmark for the Wanderers, Wildcats and Turbos that have followed in its illustrious wheel tracks. As Prime Minister Billy Hughes, standing next to the first Mongo, uttered those famous words, She's a Ute, Australians knew they had a winner on their hands. 
And 101 years later, Winton remains at the frontier of progress and performance, with the groundbreaking 2018 Winton Turbo exported to more than 100 countries. We think Ern and Horry would approve. The Winton Motor Company. Go, Australia. Great. So, oh. Winton. Oh. What a name. Uh, what an icon. And speaking of an icon, Frosty. Frosty yeah. Chops, where's he been? He's still in New York. He hasn't been home. No, ever. he hasn't been home much. Yeah. He's, um, he's, you know you get the extra inserts in your passport when you've got too many stamps? His is about <laughs> as fat yeah. as um, you know, a, an old phone book. Yeah. It's, it's enormous, yeah. his passport. Yeah. He gets around. So he's still in New York. He's been in the aftermath of the controversy at Flushing mm. Meadows yep. um, with Serena Williams yep. and uh, Carlos Ramos, mm. uh, the court umpire. Frosty's negotiation skills, his mediation uh, experience have been brought to bear in trying to smooth all the waters there. I don't know whether he's been successful, but he's, he's giving it a red-hot go, and he's still there. Um, he's been in touch, and we'll, we'll see what he's up to next week. But, yeah, that's what Frosty's well, been doing. Look, if anybody can uh, cool the situation down and uh, you know, come up with a solution, it's Frosty. Frosty. They don't like, call him Frosty for nothing. He's pretty cool. Well, I mean, the whole Korean armistice, you know, when the war ended, that Frost, Frosty was part of that as well. Well, they are still at war, and Frosty, that constantly <laughs> weighs on his mind. But see, that's that's a, that's a sign of a true businessman. He's he always, always there. A, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, always, always thinking. There. Yeah, He's yeah, always yeah. thinking. Always thinking ahead. There probably is a business opportunity in the fact that North and South Korea are still technically at war. Yeah. I don't know. You could... Put your kind of products into there. I mean, just say you the had DMT. an army, you could justify a reason for being another country. Oh, that's it. that is <laughs> happening. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Now, look, speaking of, you know, North Korea, mm. um, I imagine Kim Jong-un has a reasonable set of wheels to, to get around in, despite Ooh, yes. the fact that Some say it's a winter, I hear. Oh, I, look, Frosty, uh, uh, my lips are sealed. But, <laughs> Richard, you've been driving a kind of Russian oligarch dictator special uh, this week in the shape of the Audi A8. Let us in on that experience. It's the new generation Audi A8. Our our distinguished uh, editor Mal Flynn uh, recently went along to the launch of it and road tested it. Uh, His his review's up there. Uh, And I had an opportunity to to spend a week in it. And I've got to say, um, you can do things in that car that you can't do in any other car. What type of things? I'm not... (laughs) With your pants on? <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking, not saying rude Glad things. Glad about the only one okay. who thought that. But do you remember, oh, do you remember you. a couple of, couple of weeks ago, or a couple of podcasts ago, when I was driving the Volvo XC90 and I said people honk you all the time because there's still a prejudice against Volvo drivers? Right. Well, you can do, you can break any road rule in an Audi A8. Really? No one, no one's hand goes near their horn. Like, I... I, I, you know, it's such a long car. It's about twelve meters long yes. to get out of our twelve street. meters long <laughs> to, yeah, to get yeah, out of yeah, our exactly. street. It it takes me two two lanes to pull and, and swing right around. Because like it's a dually, isn't it? It's got the yeah. dual axle at the back. It's actually a six by four. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. it is pretty long. As, as you sort of swing around, yeah. you do that in any other car, and you get honked at. Right. right, but everyone thinks so. You're either a mob boss, yes, right, or you know a hire car driver. They give you plenty of room, which wow. begs the question, doesn't it? I mean, I always had that surface level uh, kind of conception of how limos were used mm. as some, like uh, Auric Goldfinger, you know, in the Bond movie, <laughs> yes. that he's just driven around by odd job. That there's a a business titan that has a chauffeur and it becomes their transport. But really. It's a hire car. Right? Absolutely. It's, it's a hire car. And look, look at me. I look like a complete imposter in it. Sure. When, and, and the only person I've been driving around in it 
is my four-year-old son. <laughs> wow. How did he go he's, in the back? He's hilarious. I, was, I bet I was he loved if it. I can find a photo of him to, to show everybody. But in the car? Been, in the car. Oh, cool. He's been, like, he's loved it. Yeah. He's loved it. He's just been sitting up there because there are TVs in the back. Is there an intercom? There's a six-stacker <laughs> DVD player. Wow. So DVD. we've been able to have, yeah, we've been able to watch. Like my Wiggles. wife has sat in the back. We drove to Newcastle on the weekend. Oh, she watched. Great. She watched her show. He watched his show. Wow. Um, there's even a, a screen up front for me, which turns on when you stop at the traffic lights. So you oh, were wow. together alone. We could all watch. You're all, just, all. <laughs> you're all just doing your own thing. Different corners of the car. Wow. It's amazing. The only problem is is that this was the 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 five TD, the five point oh TDI which is uh it's a it's a V six uh, oh, is that the poverty pack yeah it is it's right. the entry oh. into oh, into, no. into why would you into, bother in the long wheelbase entry level limo long wheelbase it's got what about two hundred and ten kilowatts six hundred newton meters yeah. I've got to say six hundred is about right six hundred is a it's a lot of torque but it does need a little bit more grunt because mm. there were times where I underestimated how much shove I had. Right. And even got into the Newcastle freeway and then looked over at Amanda or looked back at her and said, watch this. Yeah, right? sure. And, <laughs> and I've got... Not I've, much happened. I've got Cody Cody in his Ranger coming up on the inside of the lane. I've just gone, watch this. And I've braced myself for warp speed and I've gone, boom. And it's just gone... Uh, it, it didn't move. Really? Like it, it builds up speed. You could literally get so to what, light speed in did it. Did you then just take... turn into him and kind of <laughs> Bond style him off the road? No, I just moved back into the middle lane again and let him go by. It's like. <laughs> it's very Wallow smooth. in your shame. That's wow. right. The air suspension, I mean, the best the mo- the best ride I've ever driven in a car is an Alpina B7. Um, sure. Uh, and this is really, really close to it. It's The, the ride is superb. Superb. And um, a herd of, um, you know, Cattle Absolutely. gave up their uh, That's exterior right. layer for the interior the, of that car. There's yeah. an entire herd of cattle in yeah, that car, wow. and you're just rolling around in them. Um, it's 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 a really outstanding car. But as 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 we were discussing earlier in the week, yep. I can't imagine anyone owning it privately. No, because really, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of Kia Carnivals. Mm-hmm. Um, as hire cars. That's right. I've seen a lot of uh, Genesis yep. um, hire cars yep. because let's, when all said and done, mm. hire cars to the airport, that's a pretty common trip. That's that, right. Um, a hotel might own one or use one regularly. Mm-hmm. They're pretty short trips. It's not the cross-continental kind of thing where no, you're wanting to right. do the business and you need yep. the Wi-Fi hotspot. Yep. It's yep. anything but that. It's just hopping in and so long as it's semi-comfy, you're okay. Mm. That's right. And look, I've been in the back of the Genesis <coughs> and they're beautiful as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is someone really going to notice the nuanced differences between oh. a Genesis and this car? You're the man to say. I don't know. Look, look, I, I think so. Look, you reckon? You, you, you are, you are going to notice. Um, in the back of a Genesis, right, yep. I've been in it a few times, you get a lot of engine noise. You get a lot of outside noise coming in. Okay. I don't think Genesis slash Hyundai have mastered the act art of, of, of filtering out all the noise. Right. In- By making a glass roughly, you know, That's two right. centimetres thick. Th- That's right. This feels like you are in Fort Knox Bank Vault in the A3. <laughs> you could have your wife screaming at you through the window like she was on the what? weekend, and you could <laughs> be completely unaware that she's there. Is it bulletproof then? Did she actually no, get a few rounds she, I, off? Not, no, it's not bullet- running the other way. <laughs> you can you can actually have that uh, fun, you know ah. option put in. I'm yeah, sure yeah. Audi offer it. That yeah, yeah. Wow. Not the car that I was driving though. No, uh, but well, it is didn't so it. well insulated. You are you are closeted from the outside world. So it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah.
Yeah, so you would know the difference between a Genesis and a Fantastic. Oh, it's it's quite a remote experience driving a car that large, isn't it? It's anything but engaging. Yeah. You know, we've we've just had the story go up today, or it will be shortly on uh, Mazda's MX-5, and there's so much about the intimacy of that experience. Mm. It's a little car. It's very yeah. direct. This is pretty much the other end of the scale yep. until you get into things like mm. Hummers and yeah. ludicrous kind of territory. Yeah. It's still a car, but only just. Yeah, It feels like a train. When you're driving it, it does it really? It really feels like a train. It, does that mean it's? It feels like it's on rails, or well, it, it actually is hand, it more like a, is very right? good. Oh, it just okay. is, feel you. You definitely feel the size. Yeah, I've got, I've been well, I imagine to, it's what like two point five tons driving around the Marrickville Woolies <laughs> in, wow. in an Audi A8 looking for a car. Oh, amazing. look! I look like I'd stolen it, and then um, you got out, and then I got out. <laughs> Seriously, there was. All the cameras were pointed, and then they just dropped immediately. No, I, I, ser- I, I just look like I've cleaned it. That's all. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been cleaned. You're taking it to fuel it up. Oh, my God, it's filthy. A bird has done its business right down the side of it. It looks like... Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, well, look, speak- all right, sorry, speak- no. speaking of driving, yeah. we should move on to actually what's in our garage. Yes. And last week um, when Maddie Campbell was with us, uh, Mitch and I and Matt, we talked about the fact that we we're about to undertake a three-car Comparo, we've yes. since done that, and we mm. won't we won't tell all because we'd love people to get all the detail, you know, the nitty gritty on it. Mm. Yeah, um, from Matt's review, mm. but high level, it, it as always, um, a comparison's an interesting experience, don't you? It's think? a real eye opener. It is yeah. because you can try and interrogate your memory as best you can, but there's nothing quite like physically moving yep. from one car to another yep. on the same stretch of road in the same conditions mm. to give you a pretty graphic read. Yep. Yeah? Well, how did you find it? Oh, I was the exact same. I remember, I think the first car I drove was uh, the Mazda 3, and then I jumped into the Hyundai i30. Yeah, so we had Hyundai i30, yeah, oh, yeah. Mazda 3, and, and a the, Toyota Yeah, Corolla, the new Toyota the, the Corolla. new version thereof. And I remember getting out of the 3 and being like, oh, yeah, that, that wasn't too bad. And then getting into the i30, and we're just like, this, this is a completely different, different. car. Yep. Like, yep. as you said, like, jumping from one car to the next, it is the best way to... You know, Highlight. get an understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of all the cars. And, and as always, I don't know about you, Richard, but I've always thought in comparisons, if you could just capture the best attributes of these yep. cars and fold them into one vehicle, you'd have the most yeah, amazing the perfect car. Uh, you'd have the perfect car. Mm. Because the other thing it teaches you is they each have their strengths and yep. weaknesses in different areas. Yep. And it will depend on your priorities as mm. a buyer as to what's most important. That you bring your prejudices to it, but as a group, when you're you're looking at it, you have to put that to mm. one side yeah. and think about the customer base for these cars. That's true. Like when you are, when we're reviewing cars in isolation, um, you are you are using a lot of you know your experience and knowledge of the subject. Uh, but like I said, James, you and I have done a few like back to back comparisons tests, and as you said, nothing beats jumping out of one seat into another yep. and then immediately feeling the difference and yeah. seeing the difference. Yeah. And it's a bit like, I mean, um, without giving too much of the game away, mm. uh, the Corolla rides very nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you find it's compromised in terms of open up the hatch and mm. try and put some groceries in there. There's and there's not a lot of room. Yeah. So you think, wow, it's really nice and comfortable, mm. but the cargo space is a bit limited. It's a bit you know, cramped in the back, it's hard to get in and out. You, yeah. you realise things like the door aperture size, mm. just physically loading yourself into the car and getting it's out difficult. again. It's difficult. Yeah. difficult. Then you the go to two. another car that you think, oh, is it as good looking? Mm. Um, but it has more luggage space. Yeah. It's much better. And all these, you know, checks and balances, yeah. and you start mm. to weigh it up. 
and it becomes a really complicated process. You yeah. think it's going to be easy, great, what's the best one? And we did make that call, yeah. but it's not as simple as you'd think. Yeah. So can you give us any hints at this point? Or when are we going to see the review? When does it, when does it no, go up? No, no. shut up, Richard. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Well, the yeah. review will be up uh, very, very shortly. Yep. So yep. Uh, I think this podcast is going out. It'll be out on a Friday. Yep. So just keep your eyes peeled on carsguide.com.au for that. Great, great. And um, Richard, you yes. have been behind the wheel of... New Generation... BMW X4. So what, what for people that don't know, um, they're probably aware that there is this numerical kind of ascendancy yep. Yep. in all yep. of BMW's cars. Yep. From X3, which yep. is a compact yep. uh, SUV, X4 means what? Yeah, look, so basically even numbers in uh, BMW's lineup uh, denote a sporty variant or a sporty model. So you've got the X1, which is kind of dowdy and but practical, and you've got the X2, which is, looks great and impractical and then you've got the x3 which is again yeah. your sensible sort of you know small suv and then you move into the x4 which is around about the same size but it's got a really coupe like uh you know roof line yes um and then x5 and x6 and so on yeah um in the last generation the the x4 was pretty much a rebodied x3 um the x6 was selling so well and and when i went to the launch in 2014 of the x4 bmw just openly admitted that they were completely taken by surprise at how well X6 um, sold. Ah, they right. really did not think... Same version, X5 to fast, yeah. swoopy-looking mm. X6. They, yep. Because it's, you know, it's polarising, it's styling. Um, yep. You either love it or you absolutely you know, hate it. Um, and BMW did not expect people to, to take it up as well as they did. So what they did is they, they realised that they needed to offer a smaller version, a more affordable entry point into yep. that sort of coupe-like styling, and that was the X4. And the, But basically, they retrofitted an X3 with, with an X4 body. This new generation model was built in conjunction with the X3. Right. So even though they share the same platform, um, they were designed at the same time. Um, not one after the other. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you've got an X4, which is really an X4. It's its own car. They didn't just I mean. get the hacksaw out or, no. the, or the gas yeah. axe or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort yeah, yeah. Of they don't give it a, a rooftop. Yeah. That's right. They didn't give it a rooftop. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've got to say, I was really impressed. Yeah, yeah right. And, oh, thank God, they have uh, completely outfitted the interior as well. Oh, that I previous see. interior was looking ancient. <laughs> right. And what they've done um, is they've nicked a whole lot of stuff out of the 5 Series and 7 Series and put it into an X4. So it's actually pretty good value. You're getting like really high-end tech in what is a car that's fairly low down in BMW's model mm. lineup. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I was, I was impressed. Very much okay, so. because they're trying yeah. to fill in all the numbers as just like Audi. Yeah, that's Audi right. Audi wants every number. There's an X7 SUV coming, and, and that's going to be a monster. You know, there's you know X's beyond that. So, yeah. and that kind of coupe SUV is almost a case study in yep. terms of just a competitive environment yep. where you look at those German brands. Yep. And okay, one person, one one company goes for a fastback swoopy SUV, and lo and behold, yeah. Oh, there's the another one. Like, and there's yep. another one there. Well, that's you know? it. X, I mean, BMW were, were first uh, to, to do that, you know, uh, SUV with no you no utility in sports utility vehicle. And then, lo and behold, the GLC Coupe and, and the GLE Coupe came out. And weirdly, BMW call them an SAV. Don't they? A sport, well, I, the, a sport activity vehicle. Yeah. Oh my god. It's not, it's not. It doesn't have any utility. Well, it does. It does. The only issue, the problem is, legroom's not too bad. Headroom's a bit of a problem because of the roofline. But what what the major problem is is that that boot, even though it's five hundred and twenty five liters in size, which sounds really big, because that roofline 
that the uh, fastback window... They're not easily usable leases. No, I put a toilet in... Um, <laughs> I, I bought a toilet... Um, Did you plumb it up? At a... <laughs> <laughs> I bought a toilet at a very well-known hardware chain which sells sausages on a Saturday. Nice. Um, and uh, put the toilet in the back of an X3 in a box standing upright. Yeah. You could not do that in an X4. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you'd have to You'd have to work out another way to so get it home. So it flunks the toilet test. <laughs> it fails the toilet test. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah. so the review will be... Uh, oh, well, look, it'll be up tomorrow. So mm. check it out and the video's coming too. Excellent. All Probably. right. Mm. With that, I think we have reached uh, the finish line. Unless you chaps have anything else to add, I think I think we're That's there. That's it yeah. for me. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. No worries. And thanks to our producer, Marsden, for his deft work on the buttons. He occasionally wants to pick a fight, but I refuse to have a battle of wits with an unarmed opponent. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Please give us your thoughts on anything we've discussed today. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au you can listen to and watch us on youtube and if you're an itunes devotee please rate and review us it helps other people find the podcast i hope you can join us next week until then remember good cars get you from a to b great cars well they just get you in trouble